Welcome to the GeoLearning podcast series, a conversation with experts at GeoLearning. Outsmart, outmaneuver, outperform with GeoLearning. I'm Craig Olson, Director of Marketing at GeoLearning, today with uh, J.R. Weimer, who is a Senior Product Specialist at GeoLearning. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about talent management strategies today, but first, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, J.R.? Well, I've been, uh, I've been with GeoLearning for almost 10 years now. I started, in, uh, I started as an inside sales rep way back in, uh, in 2000, and after about a, a year of being in that role, just realized it, it wasn't for me, so I moved into a, a more support role where I spent most of my time working with our customers and more focused to the administrators on, you know, kind of eight hours a day, five days a week, JR, how do I do this? How do I do that? Kind of the functional kind of expertise of the product. Uh, two years in that role, moved to a full-time trainer role. I uh, then kind of went full circle back in on the sales side and uh, did more kind of formal product demonstrations. And now I've kind of settled a little bit. The sentiment has kind of moved under my feet and uh, I've moved into more of a, of a formal product manager role where I manage the relationship on the talent management side that we have with partners, uh, specifically SuccessFactors. Now, I know you spend a lot of time with customers and prospects. What are they, what are they trying to accomplish? Well, it's, it seems like when, when I'm kind of out in the, the marketplace and, and you hear why customers are, are out there looking for, for technologies, it's probably uh, two or three main reasons. Uh, the first being that, that people are wanting to, to be more efficient with a process. You know, they've got a, a formal paper-based way of evaluating their people, and they want to move that to an electronic format to just be more efficient, to have better reporting and tracking of, of that type of, of information so that it's not buried in kind of an employee file and, and difficult to find. I think that's, that's an okay reason to be out on the market. You can find some some benefit in the efficiencies that are driven from that. But it, it seems like the customers that, that get more value out of these technologies are ones that look at it like almost like a communication tool. They're looking at it as a way to communicate the strategy of the organization to people effectively, to get people kind of rowing the boat in the direction of where the company needs to go, and then to evaluate the performance of those people over time, be it in their current role or to potentially find other roles in the organization where that, that person can be more successful. So kind of bridging that gap, we like to say bridging that gap between the strategy of the organization and, and increasing the performance level of their people. Now, we know that there's a lot of options out there when they go looking for solutions, uh, excuse me, looking for a solution. What should they be considering when they begin? Well, a couple of things. One, I think it's important to to understand your strategy or to have uh, at least kind of your arms wrapped around the idea of the strategy to think, you know, short term and long term where the organization needs to go. It's, you know, I've, I've heard the old adage, buying a talent management system without a strategy is like buying a boat with no compass. If you've got no way to go from point A to point B, you can kind of be aloft, you can, you can fish around and you, again, lose some of those efficiencies and kind of directing people in where they need to go. But one of the pitfalls of that is that people focus on their current strategy and they try and, and match the solution to it, not understanding that, okay, great, if you have no success in that strategy, you're going to need to change it. If you do have success, even better, but congratulations, you're going to need to change it. So having a, a strategy that's amendable, having a technology that allows that strategy to, to be communicated in the most effective way possible because it is going to change, I think uh, is where some focus and attention needs to be played. How is geo-learning helping 
uh, in this situation. Well, one is that we're we're certainly providing some some world class functionality with the partnership we have with Success Factors. You know, a very deep integration to the learning management system, which is important as you identify the performance gaps or the performance strengths of people. You need to make sure that there's an alignment of of training and knowledge and and coaching that's readily available to make sure that again there's there's resources underneath people's feet to help them perform a lot better. Uh, but I think. Separate from the technology, which you always get into those those kind of feature battles with everyone, and it's just kind of that war of attrition where customers are, are battling to find the system that, that has the most capabilities, not necessarily the, the right approach, I would argue, but it's certainly valid reason to be out there. I, I think the thing that we can bring to the table that, that, that others seemingly can't is the, the services that go along with it. And I'm not talking about, you know, the add-on services that are available, but, you know, the implementation excellence, the, the guidance, the, the counseling. I wouldn't necessarily put it at consulting. Sometimes people hear consulting and, and the cash register rings in the back of their mind. But a part of our implementation is, is really getting a good understanding of what the organization is trying to accomplish and then configuring our solutions, a lot of flexibility in, in making sure that we can match the technology to the business processes that they have today, but maybe also to advance them a little further in, in coming up with, with new ways to make that process, again, more efficient, to make it faster, to make the quality a lot better, which I, I think at the end of the day is, is what customers are really driving towards. It sounds like support is a very important element of this solution. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You, you need to make sure that if, if someone identifies a problem with these solutions, that they've, they've got kind of a quick and ready-made way of, of finding the support that they need. I mean, certainly email and, and live text chat, you know, kind of the more technology-based ones are popular, but I think customers like the fact that you can pick up a phone and you can talk to a human being, someone who works for that company, who's, you know, embedded with that organization, understands their business process from beginning to end, and can help that user out, be it a simple question from, you know, I forgot my password, gee, I'm lost, I'm not sure what to do, which certainly you hope the technology is user-friendly enough that that's not an issue. But I think having those those support lines, those lifelines available, you know, do you want to ask an expert, do you want to phone a friend, having those underneath people is, uh, is important. Even though I think, I would argue that not a lot of organizations, not every organization needs that support. But I think the fact that, that, that we offer that support is... It's, it's a nice kind of pause. It, it lets people breathe easy knowing that there's an organization out there that's not selling them technology and trying to, uh, to make a buck and walk away, that they're trying to improve their processes and make that organization faster, better, more efficient. So we've got you know, full you know, end-user help desk 24-7 that, that is done out of our headquarters in Des Moines, Iowa. It is not farmed out to a third party. And our CEO, Frank Russell, talks a lot about this this whole skin in the game philosophy, where if you're working with a technology company and they aren't willing to deal with every single issue that your end users have, then there's no repercussions for that vendor. There's, there's very little accountability. They don't feel pain when the technology is difficult to use, uh, people get lost in general, or there's technical issues that bubble up. So I think the fact that we offer that shows you know, a strength that we have, a confidence that we have in our solutions, even though not every organization feels the need to use it. They might have internal IT staffs that are readily available and, and have the technical chops and to, to be able to do those things. I know that we have a lot of customers th that are implementing this. I was wondering if you could tell us some success stories that you've witnessed. Yeah, uh, there's a bunch out there. I, I think the one that I, I, I like talking about the most is the UN. 
the United Nations Development Program, only because they've got such a large global footprint of people. You know, we're, we're working with people that are doing volunteer work and, and doing kind of UNICEF work in Africa and other developing countries where there isn't uh, necessarily a good technology infrastructure to support those things, but being able, kind of, you know, us being a small and kind of nimble organization with around 250 employees, being able to support a large global initiative like that to improve the performance of that organization with the intent of, of helping people. I think we take a we take a great deal of pride in, in helping organizations like that. Not that, you know, companies that we work with, that we don't find successes there either, but I think there's, there's an altruistic value that we feel in, in working with organizations in that manner. What do you feel the biggest business impact people are are seeing from this well i mean what we see in the sales process is that that people will you know you can easily trial close someone on at a c-level organization and and just kind of put out a statement that says if i could find a way to to help your people understand the strategy that you're trying to communicate you know, how important is that to you you know what is the value of that that we can bring to your organization and someone says well it's it's critical it's the most important thing we do well i have a technology you know you might get labeled as talent management but it's really again that tool that helps communicate the strategy down to the organization and people who need it so you can find some some true business impact right there and just being a better communicator of the strategy and being the technology that that ends up being mission critical to making sure people are are working on the most productive things to their job, and they aren't finding ways in distracting kind of tasks and non-productive tasks that don't affect their manager, don't affect their manager's manager. They can actually see that alignment up and down the organization of how everything they do on a day-to-day -day basis is helping people. I think that is a, an easy business impact to go to. And with the ability to align those goals, it can move into further tentacles of, of things that that get to true business impact numbers. So what is the organization trying to do with their people? Are we trying to evaluate them on increasing customer satisfaction by 5%, by 10%? If we do that, what is the value of increasing our customer satisfaction by 10%, increasing our market share by 2%, decreasing our cost, decreasing our risk, you know, potentially something in the current economy like decreasing headcount? I mean, you can look at those tools to be able to accomplish those things, and there's, there's easy ways to find those business metrics. But each organization is going to be different. You know, certainly how the UN evaluates their performance is radically different than how a, a Fortune 500 organization would evaluate their performance over time. And I think that's important to, to understand that, again, it's more of a fluid and, and flexible approach to be able to, to identify those goals, but also for us to understand that's the goal of the organization. How can we at GEO Learning align ourselves to be able to provide value in those ways? I think we see this now more than ever because it's, um, you know, we're, we're kind of entering in a very interesting time for business as business try to transform themselves to the next level. Um, I was just wondering, what do you see as far as industry trends moving ahead? What, what, what do you think the, the hot buttons this year will be? Hot buttons this year. Uh, I think one thing that I, I like seeing in organizations now is that it's becoming less about the features and that it, it seemed for a while that you know, whether for, for certain reasons of being driven by the, the analysts of the world that that people were trying to find the technology that had the most features and that if you had the most features in the system, you've won. Even though we've got, you know, between the, our partnerships with SuccessFactors, we've got world-class LMS technology and world-class talent management functionality. Maybe we can go toe-to-toe -to -toe on the feature side, but I think people are understanding that having the most features isn't always a good thing. 
You know, it's like buying a car. If you if you're out there buying a car and it has all the features that you ever want, well, congratulations, you bought the Starship Enterprise that gets 50 miles to the gallon. Like you don't know how to drive that. It's a tank that's hard to move because it's difficult for people on the admin side to configure. It's difficult for people to use on a day-to-day basis. And at the end of the day, you aren't going to see the adoption that you need. So I think first and foremost, organizations are, are beginning to understand that adoption is the key. And that having a system that is that is easy to use, that having an application that's easy for people to understand and for the administrators making it easy for them to manage, knowing that you know, if those people have success in the organization, they may move on to other kind of positions in the organization, and you may need to backfill that with people that aren't familiar with those technologies. So always not taking into account the short term of, of what's the immediate technology need, but looking longer term and trying to, to fight that adoption battle, I think has been the, the nice thing I've seen in, in the marketplace. I still think it's valid for organizations to be out there and to find the tools that do what they want today and have the deeper capabilities that they're wanting in the future. So people may start looking for ways of of just getting efficient with their paper-based process, but it'll dovetail into, well, now we need, you know, we want to move to a paper performance organization, so we need compensation capability. We need to make sure we've got a good bench. We need succession planning capabilities. We need to look outside of our organization for that bench. We need recruitment technologies. So making sure that you're finding a vendor that can bring the toolbox to the table and not the Swiss Army knife. Or if an organization decides, I need a screwdriver, you're not using the screwdriver that's three inches long, where you've got a lot of work to do. It takes a lot of effort. There's a lot of muscle behind it. Now, we can bring the power drill to the table. You can bring a toolbox of all the best technologies that are out there in the marketplace. And I think for us being more of, of what I would call an integration-focused vendor is going to mean an organization has the technical capabilities, has the features that they're going to need to demand things from a, a longer-term approach. For anyone out there who's listening and would like more information about all of this, where where do they go? Where should they turn to? Well, I think, you know, obviously our website has a lot of good information, be it, you know, white papers and case studies and, and things like a, a strategy kind of blueprint, which can help. Uh, certainly, we've got, again, the strong partners like SuccessFactors. They've got great information on, on their website uh, for things from a talent management side. And, and I think there's, you know, just good general information out there in, in kind of the blog community. I think if, if people are actively searching for this information, that, that it can be a lot more effective to hear from customers, and they're more apt to provide kind of a, a clear and appropriate response. And I'm not saying references. I'm saying you, know, you can go to, to websites and go to you know, some of the known blogs and, and organizations that are out there. You don't necessarily need to pay a lot of money to go to a gardener when that information is freely available on the Internet, and you can find just as good information and get a direct conduit to the customers that are using these things. Because I think as customers find success with these technologies, they, they want other organizations to find that success too, only because it, it increases the adoption of these technologies over time. Maybe maybe not to their competitors. Certainly, I don't I don't want my competitors to know you know the the secret sauce and and how we're effectively doing the things that we are. But I think that's certainly valid and out there. It is a competitive advantage. Yeah, I mean it, that's kind of our tagline is that you know if I'm trying to explain what does geo learning do, we we help organizations outperform their competition through technology and through ancillary services that can provide a lot of a lot of key general benefit. 
I think that's it's been a nice thing for us to kind of get out of the, you know, we, we seem to be kind of pigeonholed a little bit into that we're just a learning company. Well, that's kind of our focus on, on developing people through knowledge and learning. But again, there's these ancillary technologies to learning, like talent management, which certainly play a, a key part of an organization's strategy overall. And having strong partners like SuccessFactors, where we can provide a bundled solution to an organization, you know, the best in LMS, uh, the best in talent management, you know, provide content that's pre-mapped to competencies, so there's ready-made training available to execute against that strategy. I think that's where we're, we're we're aligning ourselves in the marketplace, and we've we've seen some good traction because of it. I think it's out there for organizations where it's good for people to have an executive sponsor, someone who can can fight through the the walls, can kind of be the Kool-Aid man, can can come in and say, oh yeah, this is what we're going to do and, and here's why it's important to you. Having someone who's, who, who's got some of that leadership who can fight through that, that molasses, fight through kind of an organization's uh, inertia and red tape to, to get technologies like this implemented, I think that can be very critical, even above and beyond more, more critical than some of the other things like marketing. Uh, again, this is a, a system that can communicate the strategy to an organization, but in doing so, people have to understand the WIFM. You know, what's in it for me? Why should I care? What are the benefits? And given kind of a, an economic time where, pe where people can kind of be in flux and they're a bit hesitant toward things from an org organization standpoint, I think that it's important for an organization to, to get everyone on the same page with a technology like this to make sure it's being used for, for good and that an organization is, is a adopting it for the right reasons, to try and make sure that their people are aligned. You've got the chess pieces on the board in the way that you can execute the most appropriate in the marketplace and, and competitively. And you'd be surprised how, you know, in some systems like this, you can ramrod it through, you know, you can, you can almost shove it down people's throats and you can see, hey, we've got 95% adoption. But now suddenly you've, you've forced this technology on people and maybe you've communicated it improperly. People think of it as a way of, well, now I'm being evaluated on my performance of these things, and maybe I'm weak in communication, that makes me scared, that makes me think people are gunning for me, and that might be my way of, of looking to other organizations that have job openings, where I might feel more loved, I might feel like I'm a better fit. So again, it's that, that old stretch between you know, having the technology in place and not properly communicating it to people. So an effective marketing program, getting past people's initial fears if you've never used a technology like this before, where you're bringing in maybe a 360 approach to things, where it's maybe not just evaluating based on your manager, who's a good friend to you, but also looking more holistically in the organization to find peers and find subordinates and, and maybe even potentially customers that can provide a more well-rounded view of, of feedback and you can find the, the blind spots to development, you can find the hidden strengths that are within people and, and bubble all that talent inventory information to the surface so it can be used more effectively for the organization to find people who are a part of an emerging talent pool to find people who are ready-made leaders in the organization, to find the critical people you need to execute on that strategy, again, short-term and long-term. JR, this is excellent information and a great place for a lot of people to start. I'm sure that we'll be doing more of these podcasts uh, down the line. So thank you for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's GeoLearning Podcast. For more information about GeoLearning or information about this podcast, email info at geolearning.com. Outsmart. Outmaneuver. Outperform. We can show you how. <laughs>